Hello. I hope you have been well. I want to read a little insert from today's my book that I've been reading that is actually going to be <laughs> today's discussion. So first one I'm going to read is um titled Grandmother's Moon. And yeah. <laughs> May we loosen our grip and open our hearts. May we release all that is no longer a vibrational match. May our hearts be open, stretched, and full. May our arms and minds stay open so that what is on its way can arrive swiftly. May our mouths be used as vehicles of truth, integrity, and peace. May our creations travel our new projects be ignited, our deepest prayers be heard, and our hearts held by the mysterious force that simply is, and so it is, and so it is, and so it is. So, <laughs> you're probably like, what does that mean? So, today, I usually read like 10 pages out of a book, whatever book I buy, and whatever book I be reading. Um... As in the last episode, I actually left a link to it. It's called Rise, Sister Rise by Rebecca Campbell. And um, yeah, <laughs> this actually leads to today's conversation, which is releasing old identities and um, what is exactly why are you still holding on to this old version of yourself? And why it's no longer beneficial for you. Why it's no longer sustainable. So I'm actually in a state of my life of letting go of an old version that I've held on so long. Held on to that's helped me to navigate previous experiences that I've had. And um <laughs> It's no longer helping me to get to where I truly want to be in my life. So, I also wanted to, <laughs> I don't know, acknowledge and read another part for you guys. Because it's crazy, but I feel like today's topic is about who are you today and why are you still trying to Hold on to a past version of yourself. Um, for me, <laughs> let's first dive into embracing your too much. Have you, and I know this is all over the place, but it's going to all wrap up in the end about why we need to let go of this old paradigm that we believe to be true about ourselves. But have you ever been told you were too sensitive, too outspoken, too loud, too um, blunt, too honest, too opinionated, too sexual, too emotional, whatever too much that you've been told about yourself and you've kind of tried to calm not calm that down but lessen that because you felt like if you're being too much and no one's gonna want to be friends with me no one's gonna like me and so you've seen you're too much as a weakness so for me example i've always been highly sensitive 
um actually today's episode i was thinking about doing about is your parent a narcissist because this morning as i was listening to podcast episodes i came across that one (laughs) and um it really hit home for me because my mother is a narcissist but i'm also trying to get out of state of feeling like i need to always be in the state of the past when that is no longer serving me so yeah i was too sensitive (laughs) very overly opinionated um very honest and very blunt person i tell it how it is (laughs) and a lot of people tend to not like that but i've learned that that is okay if someone thinks i'm too sensitive or i'm too opinionated or i'm too honest blunt i've learned that that is who i am and it's not a weakness so if you've been told you're too much of something, that is your superpower. Because let's be honest here, a lot of people, for me personally, my own background, a lot of people think when you're overly sensitive, it's a sign of weakness. And I'm just here to tell you that it isn't. I think sensitivity is a superpower because it allows you to discern what is good for you. And I'm not saying that if you're not overly sensitive, you can't discern what is good for you. But I think when you're sensitive, I think it's such a, it's a superpower. Um, you get to tune into people's emotions. You decide one day you want to offer sessions where you help people to get to becoming their highest self. You get to use your sensitivity as a superpower. Um... But what what if this so-called weakness was actually your strength? What if this, for me, I'm reading a part out of this book, which I will, again, leave another link to this amazing book. What if this craving for solitude was actually your medicine? What if by giving yourself the medicine that you crave so crave, you stumble upon your true gift in the world? So I crave my solitude i love my solitude i feel like that's the way i recharge i don't know if this is what you do (laughs) but if you're sensitive you like solitude hit me out so and it's crazy because the book i'm reading she's the prime example of me um i'm gonna read what she wrote about this whole too much and then she realized her sensitivity she was told it was too much and this is what i'm gonna read So, my sensitivity allows me to write from the heart and to pick up on the slightest subtleties in my client's energy, to empathize and deeply relate. My craving for solitude was a craving for the very thing that nourishes my true nature. The solitude was my medicine, and by honoring this, my medicine is transmuted into medicine for others. When I am nourished by the solitude, I am able to feel and hear the words that are mine to share. To allow my writing and creations to flow through me. Today, my whole business is built on my so-called weaknesses on those parts of me that were too much. So I have questions for you. And these are the questions that she actually proposed in this section. 
<laughs> today is about identity. So we're going to, so it is, that's what we're going to be talking about all today. Um, and I'm definitely linking her. What makes you different from others? Just really sit with that. Or you can write this question down and you can just really dive into it. Um, what makes you different from others? That's the first question. The second question is, what parts of you have you been trying to change in order to fit into a box-shaped world? You guys know I don't like conformity, so I think a part of me has been trying to hold on to this past version of myself because that's all I've ever known. And it feels safe, but I can't continue to be in this place of feeling that I need to stay because it's safe when that part of my life doesn't no longer serve me. That version of myself is no longer going to help me to get to where I want to be. Realizing that. <laughs> um, so. Let's do this again. What have you been accused of being too much? Alrighty. After you do that, this is your unique strength. So if you're overly opinionated and you're the type of person that is at jobs and you express yourself in an environment which doesn't allow that, then you're going to be told that that is too much. But if you move into an environment where they allow you to be overly opinionated, to express your ideas, your creative energy, creative juices just pouring through then you're not told you're too much. It's seen as an actual superpower because um, it actually gets you to where you want to be. What does this unique strength demand from you in order to nurture it? So if you're too opinionated, what is it of it demanding you to do in order to nurture it? This is your medicine. Three, how can you realign your life so that your medicine could be alchemized into medicine for the world? This is your gift to the world. So my unique strength is, my medicine for this unique strength, unique strength and my gift to the world is for having this unique strength in the medicine. So we're going to go into the next part. <laughs> So I'm um, reading all of this. So I'm not reading all, but some parts. You don't need to suffer in order to succeed. You don't need to strive in order to make things happen. You don't need to hold it all together. And I want to say this last part because that is so true. You don't have to have your whole life figured out. You don't, you don't even need to know what you're going to do next week. If you have a whole deadline next week and you don't even know how you're going to get there, you don't need to worry about that. You need to focus on what you can do today to get there. And that is what I do. <laughs> that is what um I know at a place in my life where I'm like, I'm going to be honest, I'm still trying to control because I'm still in this ego and there's nothing wrong with being in your ego your ego has its benefits sometimes regardless when you get to your awakening and you go through this process you're going to realize that at times you're still going to need to use your ego 
but I feel like where I'm at in my life, I feel like I need to have something in order to feel like I'm complete. But I know in reality that if I get all these types of things and I receive all these blessings and these things that I've been asking for for so long, there's always going to feel like I need something more. There's always going to feel like there's this lack of something that I feel like I lack because I haven't gone into a place of light releasing and having this ego death and realizing that there's nothing I need outside of myself and I'm still getting there but you don't need to have it all together the days of fitting into a linear model in order to survive are coming to an end we must soften back into our true nature and call all the lost pieces back so what are you trying to control or bend to your will exactly I'm trying to control the outcome of experiences that I go through because I'm at a place in my life where I always preach to trust the process. I always talk about surrendering, but I'm still in the state of my life where I'm controlling the outcome or how I want it to go or how I perceive that it should go. But it's not a forever type of thing because I know this is only a chapter in my life and I'm learning slowly but surely so if you're learning definitely hit me up i realize i haven't listened to my light language yet so i definitely will be tuning into that after this what have you learned to be good at that drains you hi let me see Mine is actually overgiving. Um, literally pouring into everybody else and doing everything else for everybody and being like this self-sacrificing lamb. Um, really doing everything and appreciating and putting so much effort into other people and then feeling drained in the end because they're not going to do the same thing for me. That's always been a thing of the past, and I'm actually learning how to get better at not doing. Um, but that's a question. What are you striving for? Where in your life are you pushing or controlling? What is behind that striving, pushing, controlling? How are you being called to soften? So... Those are some questions for today, but I'm going to talk about, I would go deeper into those, but this episode, as usual, I tend to be long-winded, and that is okay, because I realize when I allow myself to flow, and I don't feel like I need to be on some type of time constraint, I realize that that's just me being myself and it allows me to get out all the messages that I want to get out today without feeling like it needs to be a certain amount of time that I'm recording an episode so it's time to release and to let go of old paradigms of yourself um of old identities that you think that you are but you're not If you've been told that um, you are 
just overly honest. You're too much. You're blunt. <laughs> You're um, overly sensitive. That is your superpower. But during those times that you were told that and you were told and you were your younger self didn't know any better because as when we're kids, we're kind of just following our parents. We really don't have a grasp on the world. We don't have a really grasp of, well, I really can't do anything to get out of this because I'm depending on this person to take care of me because I'm eight years old, I'm nine years old. I, you know, and I think a lot of kids are actually right majority right like i'm gonna be honest here a lot of a, a lot of parents have kids and then they think they know everything but i really think you can actually learn from kids if you come from a place or state in your life where it was hard and you had to people please you had to learn how to sacrifice yourself in order to feel great because you didn't want to experience the punishment that came with that um for my and then for myself i um did a lot of things in order to please my mother because i wanted this love that um she would never give me it was always felt like it was conditional love the parts of um i'm actually learning that I'm not a burden. I'm actually releasing those old identities that I thought were true about myself. And I want you to get to this place of um, realizing that everything that you were told as a kid that were bad, it's not you. It's not true. Um, I... Was in environments where to express myself would turn into what have I been through? And then it would turn into me feeling like sharing those deeper parts of myself. It was a burden or no one would really listen to me because I never had anybody to listen to me. And I'm now at a place in my life where I've had to let go of that version of myself that there are people out there that will listen to me. Am I, am I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I am already got through and I'm already healed and I'm all of these things because I'm a work in progress. But I've had to let go of that version of myself that is not true. And I'm still deep down subconsciously still holding on to those parts. But I'm working through that. So I think if you're working through it, it is okay. Um, I wanted to read something really quick because I um, feel like one day I'm actually going to do an episode on narcissism to detail the experiences that I've experienced. Um, so, um, there's a couple parts that I want to go over real quick. Um, I think I was going to be my favorite word today. Never, a narcissistic parent never admits their faults or apologize. With narcissistic parents, the assumption is that they're perfect and that they're never at fault. 
So it's always the child's fault if there is an issue. Even if they are undeniably at fault, the child can't bring it up because of the enormous debt of gratitude that they should be burdened with for everything that the parent has done for them. So when I would um, talk about issues with my mother, it would turn into what they've done for me and I would never acknowledge how I felt. So therefore, I would become this person where I just really wouldn't open myself up. I wouldn't express myself. But I, I can no longer hold on to that identity anymore. That isn't me. <laughs> I'm allowed to express myself. There are people out there that will listen. You're allowed to express yourself if you've ever been in a relationship with a parent or someone where they've played the major con- contribution of this version that you feel like you have to hold on to and you don't have to. Um, <laughs> I'm really actually reading. I'm going to actually do an episode on narcissism. But I wanted to talk about this because a lot of this, a lot of us actually self-sabotage ourselves. And self-sabotage actually is not a good thing because you miss out on amazing opportunities that are for you. A narcissistic parent maintains control with constant and blatant manipulation tactics such as guilt tripping, gaslighting. The blame game playing the victim, which is ironic because I was listening to an episode talking about gaslighting and um, I don't know. (laughs) I had heard about projection. Projection is like someone where they're talking, they say out loud, well, I feel like you're playing victim, like you're in victim mode, like you're like always blame, like you're always like the victim and it's like. But you're, and then that person turns out and they're projecting it because it's what they believe that is true about themselves. Um, this episode has really been really me just really talking slowly today, but I don't know. Here's another one. A narcissistic parent is all about appearances. I think I talked about in previous episodes where I wasn't allowed to speak what happened in my childhood. So in their return, I felt like I had to be silent on things that happened, but I was still never silent. I'm so strong-willed. So strong-willed, but um, the whole reason for this episode today, even though I feel like I went all over the place talking about releasing old paradigms of ourselves and diving into certain parts that I feel like I hope you have let go of, um, that you you now take this initiative step to release and realize that that version of you is no longer here and it's time for you to really step into your power, to step into who you truly are so here's another expert that I'll excerpt I'll read is that as we are called to transform 
it is crucial that we get clear on what identity is we are leaving behind so that we can change the program as well as the circumstances. I am ready to let go of being the one who puts, her, puts service to others ahead of her service to herself. The one who overschedules her day so she always feels like she is not getting enough done. The one who's driven by pressure, not pleasure. The one who dislikes exercise, the people pleaser, and the persecuted. All of these identities and ways of being are no longer sustainable. Sorry, no room. Used by date, hit, expired. You See you later. So I want to leave you guys with these questions that this amazing author has left us with to realize that we all have to let go of these versions because they're not going to take us into the next season of our life. Which is, what is falling away? What in your life is actually falling away and you're really trying to hold on to, but it's not serving you anymore? For me, the relationship with my mother, I've actually been in a state of my life of actually considering letting that go because I realized that my mother still has to go through her own healing. And a lot of people always tell you that, you know, that person's still healing, but I personally don't see those things. And it's not that I have to see that healing, but there has to eventually at some point in your life have to be some change actually happening, you know? So I've been very like, not really talking to her as much because I explained in episodes previously before that we'll dive into one of these days. <laughs> but um, that I have to let go of that version. That's not me. And if other people want to hold on to that version of me, then that's what they can do. But we have to move forward in our lives. We have to progress and we have to get to a state of place. But that this is a new version. <laughs> um, and we're working on it. So lastly, what ways of being are no longer sustainable? What identities are you ready to let go of? Um, lastly, how does your life need to change in order to accommodate letting the this these go? So I want this to conclude today's episode with it is time for you to stop holding on to that old version of yourself it's time for you to release old paradigms old beliefs that you've thought were true but they're not it's time for you to just let go it's time for me to let go it's not getting me anywhere with continuing that whole thing that i think is true about myself but it's not so yeah <laughs> if you enjoyed today's all over the place episode um definitely um hit my email let me know how you felt about today's episode and i would definitely <laughs> see you guys i can't believe we're almost in july it's actually crazy it's been almost um four years since i've been on my own in a whole state by myself but i'm doing my thing and um yeah <laughs> Alright, until next week's episode. Bye.